speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Testament reading for the day of Pentecost is from Genesis chapter 11. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words, and as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone and butamen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens. And let us make a name for ourselves, lest we be dispersed over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language. And this is only the beginning of what they will do. And nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language so that they may not understand another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from there over all the face of the earth and they left off building the city. Therefore, its name was called Babel because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth And from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm not quite sure. Yes, I'm not quite sure why. But we humans, we like to gather around an object. Just think about it for a second. Whether it is a campfire, a coffee table, a television a sports field, or a dinner table, we like to establish a central gathering point. We like to have an object in the very center of things, something in the center to maintain our unity, something to kind of draw us together in a circle, shoulder to shoulder. We like to gather around objects or things. Our reading from the Old Testament book of Genesis tells us of ancient people liking to do the same thing. And so like us, they built a city to obviously live in, And at the center of that city, a tower, a tower that would serve as a central point, a central point for their unity. We actually call this tower the Tower of Babel. Now, we should be very clear that there's nothing wrong. Indeed, there's nothing wrong with gathering around a campfire, nothing wrong with gathering around a coffee table and a television or any other object. It is good to roast marshmallows around a fire. It is good to gather around a football field and cheer for the whole team. It's good to sip on coffee and talk with friends around a table. This is all good. Indeed, it's very good. However, it can become very bad quickly when you and I gather around an object or gather around an idea or a thing, something that we fear, love, and trust above the Lord God. Yes, something that we fear, love, and trust more than the Lord God. To drive this point home, let's make this really practical this morning. Indeed, let's make it very, very practical. Let's examine the church. Yes, the church. Now, as we consider the church, we must ask ourselves this. What do people gather around at church? What is at the center of the church they attend? 
Indeed, what is at the very center? Now, we should all know the answer to this. As a church, we gather around Christ and his gifts. It's quite simple. Christ and his gifts are at the center. They are at the center. They're the central point of the church. Christ is the one whom we fear, love, and trust. And so he is indeed at the center of the church. But truth be told, not all churches have Christ and his gifts at the very center of their churches. Furthermore, we must guard ourselves here at St. Paul's from believing that we can never mess this up. We must keep in mind that the churches in the province of Galatia only took them three years, only three years to abandon the gospel and gather around, yes, a false gospel. They went from being Christians to apostate in less than three years. And so we must guard ourselves from being too naive, thinking that we can never succumb to such a defeat. So, considering all of this, it's appropriate to ask, what do churches wrongly gather around? It's a very good question. So that we might be alert here at St. Paul's and be aware. What are the, maybe we could say this way, what are the towers of Babel that churches gather around? From my estimation, there are at least seven to nine probably more, but seven to nine that I identify, seven to nine towers in the American church. Yes, there are seven to nine things or objects or ideas that churches in America, they gather around. Things that are not of Christ. Things that are not Jesus. So, for example, here at St. Paul's, you and I, we may be tempted, we may be tempted to gather around a tower of entertainment, Yes, that's one of the towers in society, a tower of entertainment for the church. You see, the temptation is to want to come to church to be, yes, impressed. In this kind of church, the pastor needs to be a celebrity, a performer. The accompanists, those doing the music, they indeed must be performers as well. Those attending must gather to have their lives energized and stimulated and invigorated. The goal of this kind of church, the goal of this tower will be to go to church and say this. You know, church was really special today. I was so engaged. Everyone did great. I'm energized. I can't wait for next week. Dear baptized saints, you and I, we do not need a church to entertain us. For Christ does not dance, and he does not throw popcorn, but he bled, and he died. We may also be tempted here at St. Paul's to want to gather around a tower of emotion. The temptation may be to want to come to church to have a spiritual high, a spiritual fix, an emotional experience in the church. In this kind of church, the pastor must string you along with emotional sermons meant to make you laugh or cry. Those kind of stories that tug at your heart. The music must make you feel closer to God as the music moves through your soul and woos you along in the church service. The goal of this kind of church will be to go to church and say something such as this. You know, church was wonderful today. I felt God. The music moved me. Dear baptized saints, God did not love the world so much that he felt fuzzy inside. No, God so loved the world that he sent Jesus. And Jesus did not feel for us but he bled and died for us. We may be tempted to gather here at St. Paul's as well. 
around the tower of self-help pointers. The temptation may be to come to this church for practical advice from the pastor. In this kind of church, the pastor needs to be like a life coach who gives practical advice, practical improvement, pointers, pointers to have better finances, pointers to have better sex life, and pointers to have a better career. The goal will be to go to church and say this, I can't wait to go home and put these pointers into practice. I can't wait to hear, hear parts two and three and four of the sermon series so I can improve my job and my family and my life to make things better. Now, dear baptized saints, as much as it is good to improve your life with good pointers, you will need more than a tower of improvements on the last day. You will need a rock to fall upon. You will need Christ. You and I may be tempted also to gather here at St. Paul's around the Tower of Politics. Ooh, this is a good one. The temptation may be to come to church to be fed politically speaking, to be fed political talking points, and learn political strategies to fix the world. The pastor is expected to be a politician in the pulpit, and the parishioners are to be pundits, ready to engage the culture with political strategy. And so the goal will be to go to church and say this, I'm so glad that pastor always takes on the other political party, lets them have it in his sermons, I'm so glad that the pastor engages on all the issues that I hear on the news. I'm glad we are politically engaged and politically relevant. As important as politics often are, we must never forget, baptized saints, Christ's kingdom is not of this world. Do not put your trust in politicians and political towers that cannot save you. Last but certainly not least, we may be tempted to gather here at St. Paul's around the tower of, get this, heritage and friends. The temptation is to want to come to church to gather for social reasons or to uphold the, yes, perhaps the LCMS heritage. In this kind of church, the pastor is an event coordinator or, better yet, a historical tour guide. And the parishioners, while they gather to get their weekly social fix and talk about the good old days in the church, the goal will be to go to church and say this. You know, it was fun to see so many familiar faces. It was so much fun to go to church and catch up on old times, to relive the good, and good old days, the golden era. Dear baptized saints, the church, get this, is not primarily, it's not primarily a social network or a weekly family reunion. As good as friendships and heritage are, you need more than an ancient memory. You need more than just simple friends. You need a living Savior. Now, we could go on with several more. In fact, we could perhaps just go on and on and on. Churches that gather around perhaps social justice, churches that gather around programs, churches that gather around humanitarian issues and so forth, on and on and on. The kind of towers of Babel that we construct in the church and the world, well, they're endless. Yes, they're endless. Again, there is nothing wrong with gathering around objects and ideas and things. However, the point being is this, is when we fear and love and trust these things above Christ, or when they take the place of Christ in the church, well, we have a problem. And that problem is quite easy to define itself. Indeed, it's quite easy to define. You see, baptized saints, the original Tower of Babel that we have read about this morning, it has fallen. It does not exist. It is toppled. 
does not remain standing today. God confused the language of those at Babel, as we heard, and the Tower of Babel no longer exists because of the endeavors and the missions and the goals of mankind, they're, well, they're like dust. They're like dust. They wither. They fade. And so any church that gathers around a Tower of Babel, whatever it is, indeed any church that gathers around a Tower of Babel, whatever it is, will not stand. It will not endure. A church with a tower that is not Christ, well, it is sinking sand. It's quite simple. This is why the Holy Spirit does what he does in our reading from the book of Acts and the Gospel of John. In other words, as we heard here this morning from the book of Acts and also from the Gospel of John, never forget, baptized saints, that the Holy Spirit, well, he is the one who creates the church. Indeed, he is the one who creates the church. The Holy Spirit is the one who calls you, enlightens you, and gathers you, not to entertainment, not to emotions, not to self-help, not to pointers or politics or friends or programs or humanitarian issues. The Holy Spirit doesn't call you unto these things. Nah, he calls you. He calls you by the gospel to Christ and Christ's gifts. He gathers you, the church, around Christ and into Christ, to receive from Christ. Baptized saints, mark this. The Holy Spirit creates the church by calling Christians around Jesus and only Jesus. So know this, a church, yes, a church not gathered around Christ is not a Christian church and does not have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not peddle entertainment. The Holy Spirit does not peddle programs and emotions and a thousand other things that our world clamors about. Holy Spirit, he gathers you around Christ and keeps you with Christ as you are sanctified in Christ as God's own. He does this because unlike all the falling towers of the world and the falling towers of false churches, your Christ will never wither nor fade. He's not like a tower that will fall and tumble and become dust and ashes. Christ has existed before time, and he will exist after time. He's the beginning and the end, as we hear in the scriptures, the Alpha and the Omega. He has all rule. He has all authority on heaven and earth. And so it is just good, plain sense, (laughs) just good, plain sense, that we gather around the one that we can truly fear, love, and trust, the one that endures, the one that will preserve us. And so may our prayer today be this. May the Holy Spirit keep you and me. May he keep this church, St. Paul's, always anchored to Christ and his gifts. May the Holy Spirit keep you and me centered on Christ and Christ alone. May the Holy Spirit keep us in the one true faith until we are raised from the dead and given eternal life on the last day. May the Holy Spirit center us on Jesus, for that is the message of Pentecost. That is the message of Pentecost for us this day, to be gathered around, centered upon, grafted into, abiding, remaining, steadfast, and the one who endures, the one who is for you, Christ Jesus your Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. 
Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.